Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Tushy and the Blind Dating Podcast. You will hear about them momentarily. Um, Okay, so I recorded this episode like a month ago with frequent guest BFF Zach Wickham. So there might be some uh, things that are a little outdated, like I say, National Coming Out Day was a few days ago. And additionally, I talk about going to Vegas, which I did do a month ago, but now that COVID cases are spiking, I'm certainly not traveling again. It was my one travel. I wore a mask the whole time. Don't scream at me. But I get it. Like, I, you know, but that was a month ago. It was, but yeah. Before, I mean, uh, starting Saturday, California has a curfew, which is great. That's, I mean, what are we going to do anyways? It's the holidays. We're staying at home. We got to keep our loved ones safe. So that's why some comments seem a little outdated, but the rest of it is very evergreen. It could, it could uh, stand the test of time. So anyways, yeah, how you guys doing? I hope that uh, you're gearing up for a good socially distanced, perhaps outdoor Thanksgiving. Uh, if we are going to see family members, we're planning to do it outside. I don't know that we're going to, but um, yeah, it's just, it's... We got to do what we got to do. And yeah, I'm just really excited about food. I mean, I'm excited to see my family. Obviously, that was horrible of me. Obviously, if I get to see my family, I'm super excited. I mean, I will be seeing my parents because they are, this is their home. Um, So I I will see them. But, uh, and I think if my sister and niece and uh, nephew can get into town, we're going to see them. But We are probably going to distance away from my grandparents who are here. But, uh, yeah, I'm super excited to see them. I did not mean to put food first. It is a childhood instinct. It is uh, a little voice inside me that I'll I'll never quite be able to shush. So, yeah, anyways. All right, well, I want to get to my guest, though, because I recorded this, like, yeah, like I said, like a month ago, and I just hadn't released it yet because I had done other interviews and, and... I just listened back and I, I really liked the I li- I really liked the chat and I really liked Zach's story where that I don't think I knew like his actual coming out story. I thought it was really heartwarming and really, you know, relatable. And uh, we also discuss uh, Zach going ring shopping with Greg and I, that whole deal. And uh, you know, perhaps a, a music video dance number debut between Zach and I. So without further ado, give it up for Zach Wickham. So um, Zach Wickham, thank you so much for doing this. And I'm glad you just monitored when I started recording because I just gave you, I, I started up top with the compliments that you look thinner. Well, and I, I just wanted to make sure that that was caught on tape yeah. of you. So, you know, I just want to make sure there's, you know, evidence and proof that you have said that. I mean, I say it to you all the time, but I think you, you, you think it's something my listeners need to hear right now. Well, I just think it's something um, everyone needs to hear right now. I personally they- don't. I don't because I'm sabotaging myself and gaining weight again. When I was so excited, <clears throat> allergies. I was so excited. Well, I still am to go to Vegas because I haven't done anything all year, and I've been planning my outfits and like d- doing like little spa things for myself to lead up to the week. But I can't stop eating, and I'm like, okay, well, there goes that two-piece pretty dress I was going to wear. <laughs> Number one, um, I don't think I've ever seen you gain an ounce. That is that not true. Maybe you've gained an ounce, but it is in muscle, and it, like, <laughs> adheres to your body very nicely. Well, I really appreciate that. That's why we're friends. Thank you. So this is compliment hour up top. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, start, we'll get that out of the way, and then we can go into the going into each other later. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you, wait, have you actually lost weight? Yeah, I actually have. What's the secret? Is- well, you know, quarantine, I feel like you and I started off super positive note. Like we thought, hey, we're going into this. We're going to make the best of it. We're going to u- utilize every hour, every minute. We're going to be better people. The world's going to be better. And as it's dra- drug on, I think we all see that we've been protesting a lot and we're not getting a lot of legislation out of it, we're st- but we're still going to do it, obviously. But you know, we're, we're trying to do these things, but like, there's a lot of pushback there, you know? And so I think it just, 
after so many times, it kind of gets you down. Mm -hmm. And when you can't find work, and obviously both you and I work in the entertainment industry. Yeah. There is no new work there. You know, they're not just, hey, let's have PAs here and let's do this or let's start this project during COVID. That's, it's not like a, a good prospect right now. It's, it's hard to find stuff. So I definitely have gained a lot of weight just because I haven't moved and it's been so hot and, you know, just stuff like that. So finally now I think I'm getting back, like Zach's getting his groove back for that 1999 movie reference right there. Stella. I, I told you that a long time ago. Remember when you, remember when I called you from an airport, I think, or I sent you, I think I sent you the cover. It was when you'd broken up with a boyfriend and you were like bummed, but you were finally starting to feel better. And you were like dating again. And I sent you, you put Stella's, my face on. Yeah. Well, did like, you put my face on it? Maybe, but I was, yeah, you were like, Stella's got a groove back. You were, you, it was like, you had your debut. You had mourned the loss of the relationship. And then it was like, Oh wow, he's he's at it. Well, so many people were coming to visit you. Like you were like, oh no, I, I've told you about this guy. I'm like, no, I can't keep track. I really can't. And you know, they were just flying across the United States for me. And do you remember that photo shoot I did where it was like my dating profile? Okay, now I've got to start dating again with dating profile. So I took all those dating profile pictures with me next to things, like holding no. them. You, okay, <laughs> well I'll have like to- objects to be like, here's a basketball. I like sports. Here's a baby. Look at me, <laughs> baby. What do you that mean? That would probably have been better than what I did. I just walked through a home goods store and just held up things and like reacted to like did the face of whatever the thing was doing. So you were joking. This was not. I mean, of course oh. I was joking. Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> You're like, wow. No wonder Who let you, you were do that. Still three years. Like, you did. <laughs> I wasn't there for it, was I? You weren't. You weren't. No. I was in Kentucky. Oh, wow. No, I'm, I'm glad that that didn't work out for you. But we have a new thing to prepare for. We have a new debut. And I, mean, I, I need to get my shit together. Clearly, you're taking it seriously. I, I tend to self-sabotage where it's like, I'm like, I'm not going like, to diet for something. That's not who I am. You know, I like to eat. I'm, not, I'm a normal is, girl. It's 100%. I will binge diet. I will do all the terrible things that you're not supposed to do if that's what it requires. I know, but I should. I wish I, I wish I had the willpower. Honestly, the last time I dieted, like, I, like I'll lose weight if like I'm just really busy or something, or like doing a ton of shows and traveling, and I'm like nervous for them, and you don't want to eat a bunch before a show. But like the last time I actually dieted, I want to say I was maybe 19. Like it's been a long time since I committed to a diet. I think I I teetered on trying like keto, but it was like. I only gained weight because it was like, I already ate a lot of protein and fat. And it was like, my body was like, we don't need any more butter, Rachel. We're, we're good. We're <laughs> actually, you know, most people don't hit a limit. You've actually somehow hit a limit. You can't eat anymore. Atkins was like, you know what? We're gonna, we're just gonna toss you back. Like you're yeah. the one person that this is not gonna work on clearly. We need to separate ourselves from this relationship. We wish you the best. We wish but... you the best, only the best. <laughs> but you're just your not a great not, presentation. This is not a good fit. Yeah, we're trying to <laughs> keep our brand. brand for us, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god, That's how so many times sad. have we been rejected? Where our brands just—you're just not on brand um, with our brand. Mm-hmm. Or I don't see how you fit into this role. Like you're somewhere between the like girl next door and this, and we need more of like a mom type or, <laughs> or this type. And you're yeah. just like, I don't know what you are. What are I just, you? you know, yeah. what are you? Who are you? Why are I you here that. again? Who got your call back? <laughs> and uh, we're like, Oh, okay, cool. Okay. But let's talk about our debut. So Zach well, and I, oh, what? I, I was like, no, you started off and then. Okay. So, well, first of all, Greg got hired to direct a very confusing project. I don't know how much I should talk about it because I'm not making fun of it at all. It's more just like, it's confusing. It's basically like this successful man um, who sold some sort of company. Uh, He's very in the science world though and he wants to make a PSA music video to say thank you to scientists. For so coronavirus Greg, and just in general. Just in like, general. Yeah, just yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. So 
he hired Greg to direct it and produce, you know, whatever. Um, so Greg gets to cast everyone and whatever. And so it's a, it's a music video of sorts. Well, well, first of all, actually, Zach was almost in the running for the lead role. I was going to say, do we get it? So I would like to say that, um, you know, good old nepotism always helps, you know, hey, Greg, will you put us in, you know, in the batch with people? But I just love that he put together 25 guys and 25 girls, and you were one of the girls and I was one of the guys. And before he could even say anything about any of the people that he had sent the guy, the guy chose me and two others as the top three youngest looking that could fit the lead role, which I was like, there's no way these other people are younger. Every single one of these people is younger than me. And I'm, you know, probably on the, the higher end, but I am like so flattered that this man thinks that I'm one of the youngest looking ones. Meanwhile, I'm pissed. Because, well, because, but your role, <laughs> no, no, but for actually, to be fair, your role was supposed to be younger. My role was supposed to be older. So Greg chose a photo that was like an older, like skewed older. It was like a darker looking photo. So maybe it's that I looked too young for the role still. I don't know. Exactly. No, I think, you know, he didn't say that because you don't usually say that as something like why you didn't go with somebody. So like, you know, there wasn't a reason to say it, but it definitely was in his reasoning. You know what I mean? You would, you would think if Greg wanted, you know, to get some, he would have said that, but that's fine. No, um, I'm saying it's not Greg. It's the other guy that probably, oh, sure, sure. you know, thought it and yeah. was like, no, she doesn't fit. But really what he was thinking is she's too young. Yeah. Too pretty too. too pretty too. she's too uh, pretty to be smart. Yeah. <laughs> So anyways, but you didn't end up, so you're not, you didn't end up getting that role only because of, uh, I think, I think the woman they chose, you you are like at least twice as tall as her. So it would have just been like, we can't get you in the same frame. You know, being 6'4", you'd be surprised how many downfalls there are of being taller. Oh, especially in the acting world and stuff? In the acting world, in the regular world with like airplane seats, just do not do not agree with me. There's just so many things that are just, if I was just six foot, yeah, it would just make every, like those four inches make a huge, huge deal. It's crazy. Yeah, six foot, even in the acting world is like tall. Like I tall. feel like they're That's always like, like the... a standard, like five ten, five nine. And really that means they're five eight. <laughs> yeah. True. 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 But if they are like, if, if they're, if they're like six foot, they're like, Oh my God, they're a Hemsworth or something. Like they're always the and... hunky dude. And like the very few actors that are, it's either that or they're like the Vince Vaughn where it's like somehow this goofy giant gets yeah. like, you know or what it, I mean? Or it is like a giant where it's like they would shoot you, shoot up on you to make you even taller because you're, you're, you're that character. Exactly. You're the big character. Exactly. It's so weird. So, but, but you know what, actually, but despite it, your But it height, worked out. Yeah. It worked out in the end. Because now we get to be um, on camera together in our first, um, uh, music video debut where we are doing dancers. a we're not we're the main dancers okay so we're, we're the only dancers and i'm cor- well we can choreograph it together we get to choreograph a dance greg says like at le- you can help me wait a second we'll i thought there was going to be you. a choreographer no i'm choreographing before us <laughs> i danced for like i wish people could see my face <laughs> right now and- <laughs> I thought I told you that. No, you definitely, most definitely did not tell me that. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to it, but you can help me. I mean, not that I haven't. Oh, my God, this is going to be. Should I tap dance in it? This is going to be some white people terrible shit that we're going to end up. No, it's not. Our moves are just. The song is very, like, it is, like, very, you know, classical type of dancing that you would do. So during quarantine, I had, you know, like a quarter life crisis and um, I bought tap shoes again, which. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to say. I still you got it. I'm a choreographer. No, no, no. <laughs> I still got it with the tapping. Um, I also bought point shoes. Because like, you thought you were going to be able to point like, again? Well, I can. It just hurts really bad. I forget. There's really no reason for it unless I'm deciding to. But I could, I could use them as a prop. I don't know what we're going to do. There might be a lift. Greg said, Greg said that um, our scene will be, our dancing will be at least five seconds. I was like, what do you mean five seconds? He doesn't know that we're going to dazzle them so much that it's going to be a large section. 
Right. Well, and we'll probably end up, you know, taking, like, we'll be lip syncing so well that they'll want us for more of it. Oh, yeah. So you really didn't know that I was choreographing it. Are you nervous now? I'm, I really didn't. And I am way more nervous now. I like when there's clear choreography that it's just like, hey, we're going to do bam, bam, bam. Like, okay, great. I'll I'll, I'll have it all ready for us. Great. Uh, Awesome. I'm glad you have this (laughs) taken care of. Or maybe I'll have my sister or my niece do it since Ty owns the dance studio. And they, and Bella even teaches now, so. Maybe I'll just have them do it. But I can do it. No, don't worry. Don't you worry. I'm not worrying. The only thing that I'm not going to be able to do is, like, I can't do hip-hop-y things, which I know that's more Yeah, well, I don't think that's that's what this song would require. Yeah, it's going to be more La La Land than, um, you know, booty shaking. Exactly. I also feel that this is kind of our fate, that we have, our Instagram stories have led us to this moment. Mm, Oh, yeah. To get paid for dancing like fools with each other. Yeah. And um, the universe just decided that we manifested it through our stories over time. And what do you think our wardrobe's gonna be? Do we do we we should match ish? See, I should see this is why I should they're not gonna tell us what to wear. I feel like the director needs to get his shit together and and start directing and give us Based on what you see Greg wears, do you really think he's going to do a better job of us dressing ourselves than you and I could Well, do? if he's going to be directing and, you know, having a scene, I feel like... Well, I think it will depend on... Well, we're in two scenes. Like, we're also... Um, we are also, like, dining together at a hotel in Palm Springs at one point. So I think we would just, like, dress cute for that. But the dance scene, I don't know exactly what we're supposed to be because... We're just regular people in the hotel scene. And I think all, a lot of the other scenes are like different types of workers saying thank you. So maybe we're some type of worker in whatever space this is. Oh, I actually we're, know the space. It's like a really cool. We're, we're dancers space. saying thank you to scientists. Maybe. <laughs> or, we're, or we're like janitors that all of a sudden break out and dance. I don't know. But see, that's what I'm saying. Then they should provide janitor costumes because I don't really have a janitor attire. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I just don't know yet what our, what our characters are. Please, we, I really actually can we request that it's janitors because I just feel like that would be amazing. But maybe and they've already done that. Dance with a mop. But they may, they may have already done that because Greg actually had to play a character or something already, and he was kind of dressed in like workman's clothes. But um, yeah, maybe we can ask for what we want to be. I don't know. The world's our oyster, but we should have him tell us ahead of time so we can really get into character for a week ahead of time. I want you to only be that character, even if it's only five seconds and you're dancing during it the whole. Oh. Week. I want you to Listen, pull, a, I I want you to pull a Jim Carrey and get totally method. You don't break character. You talk like that character. You go to work like that character. Yeah, I go sleep with women and <laughs> like that character. I do what it takes for the role. Would you do it? No. But, I mean, just because physically it would not work. Like, it, I, it just would not work. But, I mean, I guess I could try if they really <laughs> I really needed to if, go full method. If Steven Spielberg called you and was like, I really want you for this role. You're playing a straight character, but I really need you to like experience being straight for like a do month. You know how much, do you know how much Viagra I would find? And, and <laughs> He'd be snorting Viagra. <laughs> just by the light. You want to talk about like Pablo Escobar type mounds of Viagra dust that, that I would sniff up my nose to make sure that my dick You would look like a smurf. <laughs> Listen, I would do what, and that's the thing is, I will do whatever it takes. So you know they say like when people eat like a lot of like carrots or something, like their skin can turn like an orange hue. You'd be popping so much bag, and be like, "What? You look a little blue. What's going on with your?" When oh, it's the pills blue. I didn't even realize that. I think so. Um, I think it is. When I was I a kid, I actually turned orange, and my mom thought I had jaundice, but it was just the carotene from because carrots were my favorite thing to eat. So Are I actually you did turn. Yeah, oh, I so that's not a more. myth. Oh, no, it's definitely not. My mom rushed me to the hospital or the doctor's office like, I think he has jaundice. I don't understand because I legit had an orange hue to my entire body. And the doctors were like, mm, this isn't jaundice. Does he eat a lot of carrots? And they were like, yeah, he eats them for every meal and blah, 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 blah. It's his favorite. And they go, okay, well, just lay off the carrots for like a week or as long as you can and 
and if his color goes back to normal, it's probably just the carotene built up in his what? system. Okay, I am Googling no. this. Skin turning orange from carrots. It is actually carotene yeah. is what's in it? Yeah, it's beta carotene that's in carrots. That can cause a yellowish discolor. I thought it was maybe like a myth. Yeah, the no. discoloration is a condition called carotene, carotinemia. Is most noticeable in the palms and the soles. Yeah, but I legit turned... My oh, mom was like, wow. we freaked out because you turned like orange or like an orange, not just like a hue of something or like, oh, what? like you looked like your kidneys were not functioning. <laughs> That's crazy. In the palms. Do you know that when I was in um, grade school, I, uh, I, I had been wearing these like brand new, really dark jeans and I looked down at my hands and I was like, oh my God, I'm losing circulation. And I went to the nurse's office and she literally just like took an alcohol wipe pad and like wiped my hands. I was like, ah, I guess I'll wash these jeans. That's hilarious. Yeah. I feel like, like that, that still happens though, but, but you know now that it's. Yeah. If it happened in this house and I sat on my mom's couch, I'd be disowned as a child. <laughs> there, there's a lot yeah. I'd be disowned for. Him. I was like, there's a, I'm surprised you're not disowned. Well, I think I love- you're hanging on by a thread, a thread. Hey guys, do you have a butthole? I know that was jarring, but if you do, this ad is for you. You know, it's hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us wipe instead of wash. We're behind the times guys. People in Europe have been using these cool things called bidets for a long time. Europe, Asia, all these places. And for years, bidets have been available, but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. Yeah, I definitely, when I think of a bidet, I think of rich people, for sure. But the Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment is here to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everyone. See, we're all rich now because of Hello Tushy. Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of fresh water for just $79. And let me just tell you, it comes in the cutest packaging. When you receive your Hello Tushy bidet packaging, it's, it's adorable. They've done it right. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in just a few months. Because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe it all, even the best two-ply just can't cut it when it comes to hands-free pooping experiences. Ditch paper products and uncomfortable chafing when you switch to the soothing, cleansing stream of water from a Hello Tushy bidet attachment. And every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com slash be here to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash be here for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com slash be here. I'd love for you to come over, but I'm not allowed to have guests. But we did get to spend some time together when you were visiting Sheena. We got to have lunch. And guess what else we got to do a couple weeks ago when you were here in the desert? Well, I mean, I know what it was because I went with you. <laughs> and honestly, it was so good that you did. First of all, it was just would have been really awkward that I just had to like exit the scenario by myself. Like just like, okay. Um, number one. Number two, I didn't know how to control myself. Like, if you hadn't have been there as a barrier to, like, stop me from asking questions. So, okay. Yeah, we gotta explain what it is. So, um, Greg and I have been talking about, like, getting engaged and all that shit, because I'm 100. And, uh, don't I I sound like someone that just is really excited to get married? (laughs) Yeah, Greg and I have a time with getting engaged and that shit. What am I, a truck driver? God. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so... I, I had said to him, like, I, I know, like, specifically, especially there's a, there's a place here where I've helped my dad get jewelry for my mom for various things at estate jewelry places and literally talk them down from, like, what a ring that was, like, maybe $10,000 to, like, 2000 or And it was probably even more when it was an estate, but, like, it was priced at that, but then you can kind of talk them down. So I said to Greg, like, I'm totally fine with estate jewelry. Like, you can get a beautiful 
diamond, it, perhaps the price is just not brand new and it probably has some cool story, you know? Awesome. Which is actually way better. I like yeah. stories to things then. Totally. Yeah. Just so, like some. So that was kind of the route I was going, but my, actually my favorite store, um, it's either not, it's either not open cause it wasn't the season. It might be open now because it just gets well, so hot. Or COVID. Well, yeah, it was, so it was not say that would be the other thing, but it does get so hot here in the summer that like half the businesses just shut down and then they reopen in the fall. Um, cause there's not a lot of people here or because of COVID. I don't know. So that place wasn't open. And so my mom and I were just like, cause Greg wasn't here. He was in Colorado. And so my mom and I were just looking and we happened upon this place. that was like a wholesale diamond place. And it's really cool. And like discreet, like it's like, they, they purposely don't want people to know it's there kind of. So my right. mom and I went and um, really cool place too. what you experienced. So you can explain it too. Um, and they literally like, by the time you leave there, you feel like you could work at a jewelry store and know exactly what you were talking about. They like educate you on everything. So anyways, my mom and I went and I tried on uh, several different stones and they're not a state, they're just wholesale. And then I had asked them, I said, I really, really wanted a pear shaped diamond. And if they could maybe get one in, that would be great. And then I gave them Greg's phone number. So Greg then started corresponding with them and setting up an appointment once they got the pear shape in and you happen to be in town. And so we all went together and which worked out perfectly. It was, wasn't it fun though? Didn't you feel like you learned like a ton about like, Oh, all those diamonds that are in like a uh, Macy's or whatever that look all sparkly. They have a specific light on them. That's making them look that way. And, and I don't know what other engagement ring shopping experiences are like. Cause I haven't really gone on many or any really. Yeah, I was like, have <laughs> I mean, maybe I've gone and back in the day, yeah, I've been where like we would be like, oh, that one or that one. But we never got like the full experience or anything like that. And to to really go through the cut clarity. What's the other C? Uh, no, it, it's uh, uh, cl- clarity, color, cut. Oh, four. Um, yeah, but I don't think it's all is it clarity cut what's the thing with like the that's clarity where there's like the inclusions or the whatever the little yeah. spots on it i don't know what the other one well is. whatever the the c you got to learn about the different level you know just everything and we're like a flawless but a flawless to this the amount goes down significantly mm-hmm but, but that you don't necessarily need it to be like extremely flawless because exactly that's almost just for bragging rights. Like, Oh, like it's like, you can't, you can't tell with the naked eye. You can't even tell in. So like maybe four, you know, color or clarity down from that. Cause it's, there's probably like 20 something of them or more. So maybe four down from absolutely flawless. You have to look and stare in a microscope to even find one tiny little speck. Exactly. It's like $10,000 less or more, right. you know? So it was like a whole experience. And it's, it's two gay guys that like basically own it. And the one had all these crazy stories and he loved you. I mean, this guy was Beverly Leslie on crack and I loved every moment of it. And the stories he had, what, what I find so funny is the one thing, if y'all don't know this about me and Rachel, we are polar opposites in what we know about the world. Like she knows everything old school, mm-hmm. you know, seventies and before maybe eighties and before, whereas I know nineties to now and I know current pop culture and current whatever. And that is not less. her jam. Yeah, yeah. That's not her jam. Hers is old Hollywood. I'm new Hollywood. It's just, we're exact opposites. So this guy used to own an, a jewelry store and kept mentioning all these like he'd be like oh and then so and so would come in and i would i would be like am i he was like to? steve perry was like all these huge rock stars grace Slick. And i'm like uh-huh mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah i don't d- great you're like cool. whitney houston <laughs> right <laughs> that's around that time give me give I'm, me a gay icon i know i'm like uh, anybody you know anybody else but it was just like rock people or people that were more of like what Rachel would know. And he was just like, kept saying all these outrageous stories and stuff. And it was just really he worked, funny. He also him. worked at a really famous place that I think it's called Gary's in San Francisco. Apparently, my mom knew right away when he mentioned it, the super famous store where literally he's like a pen is, you know, $10,000. I don't know why I keep using that denomination, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said. But That's what he said. Yeah, But he's like, it's a place where you show up and 10 
20 gay guys come up to you and they treat you like shit and charge you like really high prices for things. He goes, but it's fabulous. <laughs> like it's, it does sound amazing. I think it's called Geary's. And or maybe he that's said that, that one in, um, no, that's not like, what that one is. It was something else. Uh, it was some weird name, but, um, he also said that it's not like it used to be where it used to sell Gucci and Chanel and have like, like, famous paintings from famous painters like it would have a well i think it still has that stuff it's just not doesn't have like the mystique of like it's not like the hangout whatever anymore gumps is what it's called yeah there you go that's it it looks so cool though so like decked out for christmas i know stores like this i've never been to this but yeah my mom knew exactly what it was it was super famous but yeah he had all these like crazy stories and uh i think he loved that you were there and for whatever reason he like Remember that he like pinpointed right away that like he, he said, oh, oh, you're a musician. You're in a band to Greg. And like none of yeah, us had mentioned that. Yeah, which was really weird because he had nothing on that would denote that. Yeah. And we hadn't mentioned it. And, and Greg's not even in a touring band right now. He's more doing like directing and stuff. Like it was just so random. And so I was just like, okay. I'm like, Maybe, okay, that's, maybe that's a sales tactic to like make someone I'm like, feel are cool. You, are you psychic, sir? What is going on right now? I don't know. Do you think it's a sales tactic to make someone feel cool? Like if they said to me, like, clearly I'm like, sure. But if they were like, do you model like to make me feel cool? Yeah. I mean, maybe I I say that to you constantly to, you know, boost your ego. Okay. I don't feel like that's very fair to tell me. They'll sell you on staying out. Oh, (laughs) because you know, like nothing will work. Nothing to worry. But I don't like, even know that would work. But you look like a model today, Rachel. Just that actually stay might out work. a little bit longer. That yeah, actually it might would. work. Yeah, that, that could work. He even, I, I guess, she- I guess after we left, Greg was, remember he was telling us that like, because um, we wanted Greg to buy it on the spot. The plan was not to buy it on the spot. It was like to start looking, you know, or maybe he Greg did, who knows. But I guess he's kept saying to Greg, like, I mean, her mom came in. I, said, you, I mean, you should really marry into that family. I mean, they're a successful like trying to like tell him like you might want to hurry up on this this is a good deal on a ring and that family like (laughs) i i love that i love that greg immediately was like i'm just gonna say this we're not buying the ring or the diamond today just to tell you but let's talk about some pricing and we'll have them leave and so yeah additionally like it was that was the first place we had gone like we want to look other places i mean i have a feeling greg might buy from that place but but anyway so he kept so we're all still in the room. We've decided, like, if I if Greg was going to get one in that moment, it was this two-carat pear-shaped diamond for an unbelievable price. Um, that sounds very fancy, guys. Go wholesale, because it was not expensive. Um, but uh, he, so, he, so it's, like, so awkward. Like, he kept saying to Greg, so what's your timeline on this? So what did, I'm like, you can't say this in front of me. Like, this is so awkward. So I was like, I think Zach and I are going to go eat Mexican food. And so we left. And Greg didn't come meet us for like another half hour, probably. Yeah, they probably talked a half hour. Yeah, and then when Greg came back, I literally would have ruined any type of, I don't, I mean, who, I don't even know what happened after we left, but like you literally. You blacked out. You blacked out (laughs) and you you wouldn't shut up. And you also just kept questioning every single thing. And I'm like. I blacked out from diamonds. He means like, we weren't drinking. He means like, I just like couldn't not be like. You just like, you, you all of a sudden became this different person and you were like, every question that could ever have been posed, period, in the world, you were just spouting off. And, and I think it wasn't as bad when you were with me, but then the second Greg met us up, you just started saying stuff and I just had to put my foot down. I just had to say, Rachel, you're going to ruin this for him. You're going to ruin it for you. Stop asking questions. You cannot know any of these things. You have to stop. At least he knows the general idea of what I'd like. But I'm honestly, yeah. I'm not a brat. Actually, the guy told no, me. No, not right, at all. And he, and he told my all. mom, too. He's like, he's like, you're, you're, your husband's really lucky. Like, you, like, I've said, like, no, I don't, I don't care that it's, you know, this many more carrots or this much more clear if you can't even tell like I don't want to spend a bunch of money I think it's stupid like I want a beautiful ring but my budget is this and I'm not I mean you can't dazzle me with something that's five thousand dollars more and then have me be like well it is a good deal though because it's pretty it's like I don't want to spend that or I don't want Greg to have to yeah and honestly you just wear the ring but uh, I've never seen like 
slightly bigger ring, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't see the value in it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, unless you're just like ungodly rich, then okay, who cares? But if yeah. you're not, like, I've known be... girls before that were like, I will not settle for anything under this size. I will not settle for anything that doesn't look like this. It's like, what about the marriage? <laughs> what about saving money for a house? <laughs> Does it matter? Well, that if, they're, much? if they're, I feel like if they're making those type of demands, then they are probably already like know that the house comes with the ring. No, I've, I've known girls that, that, no, their husbands could not afford it. They were, like, younger, and, like, they were still coming up in the world. But it was, like, that's just what they wanted. Well, I mean, some people just think they know what they want, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Are you going to be a brat? Will someone propose to you, or will you propose to them? Um, I'm super romantic, so I feel like. I would be the one to propose for sure. What's the most romantic thing you've ever done for a guy? I mean, I, I can't even count the so many romantic things I've done. Well, we need to find you someone that could pitch it. So then people that uh, listen, we can, like <laughs> set you up. I mean, uh, off the top of my head, some romantic, just like the, I, I honestly think that the small, like small gestures that like show that, you know, the person um, are sometimes the best gestures. Like I had exes who would travel a lot or just not even travel a lot, but if they would go travel, like I would hide something in their suitcase. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Or just like a little note or something. Um, or if I showered first mm-hmm. or last or whatever, I would take a dry erase marker and write on the, um, on the mirror, something cute you know, to that, like a note to them yeah. or. So your love language is, is words a lot, words of affirmation. Well, actually my love language is touch. Okay. I think but you words of affirmation a of second. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much all of them all at once. So <laughs> I know. I think I am too, but I think I'm more touch and um, acts of service. Yeah. Like if, if there's not touch. And words of affirmation and you know what? Never mind. I think I'm all. Yeah. Too. See, there you go. Yeah. Um, I like, I, I really uh, love being loved. I like being liked. I like a lot of attention. I mean, hence why we're both again, in I entertainment. Also, but then again, <laughs> I also love alone time. Like, actually, I, you love alone time more than I do. I despise it. I actually, I like it. I actually thought I was going to be way lonely this time while Greg's been gone. Like, I think this is the longest he's been in Colorado since we've been living in the desert. And... For those of you that don't know, I well, I have one childhood friend that lives here, and I and I'll see her like once a week for like dinner. But other than that, I don't know anyone here. Um, and there's really it's not a lot of people in my age bracket. Um, so I spend like Definitely literally not. every single day. I, I won't I won't speak to another human. Um, but uh, anyway, so Greg's been gone since like the 28th. So I won't I won't have seen him for almost 20 days. I think, yeah which is pretty long time, almost a month for me to be like alone here, but it hasn't That's been a bad. very long time, but I thought it was going to suck really bad. I think it's because I've had so much work to do on seven deadly sinners. that it's like, it's not like I would, I mean, if Greg was here, that would be fun because we could just at least like have dinner together and sleep together at night. But like in terms of like, if I had friends here, it's not like I could really hang out with them anyways. Like I needed to get work. Exactly. Done, so so it's, it's been fine. But um, yeah. Well, that's good. You're not too lonely me having a roommate is good because then I have a roommate, but then because she works from home and does schooling from home and then I don't have a job right now. So we're just basically always at home together, which is fine because I love her to death and it works out perfect. But it's also like, I'm never ever alone in the house. I would absolutely hate that. That's, that's a, a little, like sometimes that's an issue, but I mean, it hasn't been an issue yet, but yeah, I can see where having some alone time would be nice. Yeah. So, okay. Um, National Coming Out Day was a couple days ago. You could find love anywhere. In a bar. On an app. So why not a podcast? In Blind Dating, the new Spotify original from Parcast, we're expanding the places you can meet your match. With a twist you'll never see coming. Every Wednesday on Blind Dating... YouTuber and host Tara Michelle introduces one hopeful single to two strangers in a voice-only call. 
Through games and questions, first impressions are made based on personality alone. And our trio finds all the sweetness, charm, and awkwardness of a first date, minus the distraction of appearances. But once our hopeful single chooses their match, the cameras are turned on, and it's either butterflies or goodbye. Blind dating is real people, taking a risk to find genuine connection. But ultimately, it all comes down to this. When we turn the camera on, is personality enough? So cozy up and listen in. New episodes air weekly every Wednesday. You can find and follow Blind Dating free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out more podcast shows on Spotify by searching for podcasts in the Spotify search bar or go to spotify.com slash podcast. But yeah, I think National Coming Out Day, I think it's one of the most important things for the LGBTQ community because it uh, it gives us a, a way to like if we're not if we're if we don't know if we want to come out if we are feeling like we're lonely or don't have anybody else when you have the celebration of coming out and make it such like a beautiful thing mm-hmm. it makes it easier and shows people that it is okay and that you can be yourself so oh I love like, that is that kind of the point of it so people that like maybe it's weren't visibility sure about for it. yeah, that but also like is it Made it maybe to encourage people that aren't really sure how to, to be like, oh, here's a day if you feel like also doing it on this day. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And if you think about it, when, when I was growing up, I don't know if there was actually a national coming out day when I was in high school. I don't know if it was already, I don't know what what year it was founded, Mm -hmm. but by the time I was in college, I know that it was already established. So, um, but there, you know, we didn't have Twitter or anything like that. So we couldn't see people coming out. I didn't know, like there wasn't like a coming out day or if there was, it wasn't as publicized. So I didn't see allies posting about it that are like, you know, one of the most important things is knowing that your straight friends will still be your friends because that's, you know, a huge fear of people when they're Mm -hmm. coming out is the people that they've known their whole life or their friend group won't accept them for who they are mm-hmm. and and to be able to see so on national coming out day you have allies that will come out like and be like hey i'm coming out for gay like i want to say i am here to be you know supportive of the lgbtq community and whatever and when you see that uh, mixed with other people who are coming out that you're like, wow, I, I had no idea that that person was gay and they're so brave for doing it. And, and yeah. it just really show, it gives you the confidence in yourself to want to come out or just to have that knowledge that there's so many other people. Um, I feel like it gives like a really good, um, like a really good vision of what your life could be and what the people was... you can. Oh, go ahead. No, and the people you can surround yourself with, you know. What was your original coming out story? I think I know, but I don't know that you've ever told it on my podcast. Have I ever asked you on my podcast? I don't know if you've ever asked me either. Um, Well, my original coming out story was I started to come out to close friends when I had my first boyfriend from MySpace. Mm. I was 18 in high school, but it was very few people. Um, was anyone surprised or, or unsupportive? No, but I think at that point I'd already surrounded myself with people that I knew would be supportive. Yeah. And the people that maybe like didn't continue on in my life, not that they weren't supportive, but that, you know, it could have been for a totally different reason even though. Yeah. But it was just, you know, we just didn't mesh as we went on. But I think Mm -hmm. that that was already like set up. Like I already knew that all the people, maybe subconsciously I knew, but you don't, you just didn't talk about gay issues. You didn't talk about how people felt about gay people. And if you did, it was like usually in a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. So even if your friends would accept you for who you are, if you don't talk about it and you don't know like officially how they would feel about it. Yeah. And they've only said, you know, using gay as like a slur. 
yeah. then you're extremely afraid to come out. And I definitely was. The first time I came out, I, I picked a girl that like I was friends with, but she was like far removed from my daily life. She wasn't a real oh. close friend. And it's funny because they did a study on it and they, it showed back in the, you know, this was a while ago, but it showed that the first person people will usually come out to is someone that is like on the fringe of their friend group or like not really in their main friend group to like test the waters with that person. Yeah, that makes sense. uh, I tested it with her and I couldn't even, we were at a Panera Bread, I couldn't even say it. So I just wrote it on a napkin and I passed it to her. You know, all it said was I'm gay. Cause I was like, I want to talk to you about something, passed it to her and then just immediately started bawling. Just uncontrollably bawling. And of course she read it and was totally supportive and was like, I'm here for you. And and it was a great moment. Um, But that was the first time I officially came out. And then my parents found out freshman year of college when my new best friend or my new person that um, I was like basically roommates with came would come to the house and we would do laundry at my house. And I guess one time we wrestled. I don't remember this at all, but I, guess I don't, we think, you've told, I don't was, think you've told me this story. Okay. Maybe yeah. I haven't yeah. told you this part, but we like wrestled and I guess it was homoerotic enough that my mom thought that, Hmm, there's something about this. So she called my best friend, Emily, who I've known since I was a baby and who my mom and I, and her mom and her have, you know, their own relationship as well. Yeah. So, um, my mom called Emily and was like, they were talking about stuff. And then she said, do you think Ben's gay? Who was the guy that was coming over to my house? And Emily was like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Zach hasn't said anything about it. And she goes, Oh, okay. Well, do you think Zach's gay? And Emily's like, no, uh, Zach hasn't told me anything, blah, 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 blah. Had so you told her anything? Talking, my mom's like, yeah, just. Oh, yeah. Like, she completely knew we had already talked about... Yeah, like, I had already come out to her forever ago at this point. And um, so they hang up, and Emily calls me immediately and, and, like, is calling back-to-back and texting me. I'm like, call me now. She knows. She knows. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I call her, and she tells me my mom knows. And then I decide to write a three-page letter. And I lived at the dorms at the time. So I wrote a three-page letter, and I took it to my parents and left it in the kitchen like I just went late at night so that they would be asleep put it in the kitchen and then left and said that they could text me but don't they couldn't call because I wouldn't be able to talk to them on the phone oh my god <laughs> but of course they read it and they were totally supportive and yeah. you know I think there's there was definitely back then an adjustment period that I think still today there's an adjustment period for parents even ones that are supportive when you yeah. find out your kid is officially gay, sometimes it is a rocky road to just get them to understand. Totally. Yeah. So, but well, I actually I honestly didn't know that story. I really surprised. I've never asked you that before. I really don't. I definitely, did. I thought for some reason I thought that like you just casually told your parents once and they were like, yeah, we know. Like I didn't realize <laughs> it was until like, no, no, no. Because you're just so close with your parents and they're so cool. I guess I just made up my own story in my head, maybe. I guess I just well, didn't know. Yeah, well, no, and that's, I think that's why com- like, com- National Coming Out Day is important because it highlights stories like these where it's like, even though I have the most supportive parents and even though my friend group, you know, I might not have known that they would officially be okay with me being gay, but... I didn't lose one friend, which just shows that I basically was around the people that I knew already were going to accept me for me. And, you know, I got extremely lucky. There are so many stories of people coming out and it not ending up like that and being disowned by their parents and being disowned by their friends. And, you know, in, in so many different ways, um, being disowned by their churches, just, terrible, terrible things that some people have gone through. So, I mean, for me, I'm so lucky, but I think that, you know, having that visibility 
of National Coming Out Day is super important even now because people think like you, oh, well, you just come out and like, it's all right. Like we just throw you a party. We bake you a cake. No, I didn't. No, but I didn't think that because I know people that have had a really difficult time with it. For some reason, just I just did assume because you're so close with your parents and you are so open with them. I guess I just assumed it was something more casual. And even as close as I am with my parents, it took us like a good two years to get over like a year to two years of working at like boys coming over and Mm -hmm. like family situations. And, you know, like sometimes it'll be like, they're okay with it, but like, and this is not what my family, they're, they're okay with it, but the family's not. So like, just don't talk about it with the family. Yeah. You know, you have to navigate those things. That's so difficult for a person. My family, but even, even because it's like saying there's a part of you, we don't, we don't want people to know about like a major part of you like that. I get why part. I get it. Cause I just don't want to ruffle feathers with the family, but like, that's really hard on someone's psyche. Well, you should like, that's the thing is you should ruffle feathers then. Yeah. Sorry. Like totally. why, why should that person have to bear all it's that? Completely un- uh, unhealthy. It's horrible for your yeah. mental health. Yeah. It, it's not healthy. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm really glad you told me that story. Um, yeah, I'm like, surprised you didn't know that story either. I mean, maybe you kind of, I feel like I'm maybe, I know, I know we've talked about it, but I'm sure, I'm sure you've told me other stories of telling other friends, maybe. Like, because I feel like I know some of your, sto- your coming out to various people's stories, but I don't think I, yeah, I definitely didn't know either of those. Um, so I'm glad I know them now. Um, I love you. My computer yeah. is going to die and I have shut off the air. I need to turn it back on now. Well, I love you as well. And I'm glad you're surviving out there in Palm Springs. And I can't wait to see well, you on my birthday. Be, well, yeah, I'm going to see you on your birthday. But then you're going to be out here 